too bad that didn't make it on the live. <laughs> Welcome to another installment of the Final Scoop Podcast. Here we are back on Saturdays. My name is Robert Chinetsky, the Supplement Engineer. Joining me as always is my international band of brothers, Lucas Rutkowski, Prometheus Intelligence Sports Technology, Robert Samborski, Apollo Nutrition, and we're waiting for Shane Babyface Smith, Stack 3D, to get his ass up. It's early in a Hobbit land, so hopefully he will join us in the next 15, 20, 30 minutes. And if not, we'll soldier on. So... My friends, good to be back on Saturday. Sorry for the uh, confusion last week to everybody that's tuning in. But if you do have any questions, feel free to post them up. We will get to anything and everything over the next couple of hours. I will be with you. Uh, anything, fitness, nutrition, training, supplementation, favorite sleeping positions. Do you like a soft or a squishy pillow? Do you like a firm mattress? How much are you willing to spend on bed sheets? Put anything and everything we got up in the comments section. We'll get to all of it. So, my friends, here we go. Creamy's back. And John is back. Thank you guys for joining us. Brooke, yes, we need the extra shouts for Shane. He needs to, all of us, if all of us scream in unison, they might hear us way down in New Zealand. Or he's probably on the lockdown, just like Australia on that. I thought New Zealand was a little bit more, uh, like, a little bit handling it a little bit more intelligently than Australia was. They weren't being as restrictive. Yeah, you know what? They, they got some, like, mixed regulations, but... I just saw some uh, some news about the, the Australia. It's, it's pure madness. Everything is shut down. And the policeman is like monitoring the, the areas. You know, people can't like go outside. It's like a limited time just to like do some jogs or those kind of things. But yeah, man, it's it's nasty out there. Fucked up. I mean, it, we, we've already seen that lockdowns aren't effective. They're, they're just not. So yes. what what in the hell are these people doing? Is what do you guys do you guys uh, saw the paper that I uh, shared on our group? Well, that's what I just I had it locked and loaded, and so we can we can just make this the initial starting point, just so we can immediately get shut off of YouTube, just for talking common sense. I don't want to like mention you know the the c word, but it's like it just pisses me off every time when I like when I just like watch the news or just like. My mom and my grandma are watching TV, and every time it's like always the, the same shit. Like, Fear mongering is, is ridiculous. Yeah, and they're always, you know, they're saying, uh, you know, the the medicine, or I should say the V, the medicine that's, that's supposed, supposed, yeah, yeah, man, that's supposed to, you know, be the, the cure for everything. It's like, oh, why everyone didn't take it uh, right now? And I'm like, yeah, just, now they're talking about needing a booster and it's losing its efficacy after six months and all this other shit. Yeah, and just like just like read this paperwork and it will like tell you everything, you know. Yeah, if anybody actually wants to read this full study, let me know and I can send you the link. Or, uh, oh, here I can. I don't know if I can post it up in the comments section. Actually, I can. If anybody actually wants to pull this up on their own, there's the uh, study. You can see yeah, it right there. If you if you want, just like read the the full. The full document. It yeah. it was it was published uh, this month, and it's from Sweden, I believe. So, just take a look at it, and yeah. you'll know. Five thousand IU's daily oral vitamin D three supplementation for two weeks reduces the time to recovery for cough and gustatory sensory loss among patients with suboptimal vitamin D status in mild to moderate symptoms. The use of five thousand IU's vitamin D three as an adjuvant therapy for Individuals with suboptimal vitamin D status, even for a short duration, is recommended. Basically, what we've been saying for since last year, take your vitamin D. Exactly. Or if you want to like be 
more, much more like smart ass invest in the resistance from uh, Apollo Nutrition, and you will get all. Uh, so before we hopped on, Lucas and I were chatting about what my my morning uh, engagements were, and one of the moms, Lucas, actually came up. She says, "Oh, so you're in the the supplement sphere." She says, "Well, what's really good right now?" She said, "Every morning I make my own elderberry juice. I take reishi mushroom." She said, "I was looking into this thing called lion's mane, but I don't really know. Is that more for, um, is that more for immune system? Is that more for what I just I heard of it the other day, and I just thought, you know, I'd, I'd talk to you about. It. I thought." Man, you're already, you're already kicking ass. You got you got your reishi mushrooms already going. You got elderberry. She was taking echinacea and some other stuff. Mm. Oh, man, she's uh she was on top of it. But she's one of these people that's like a super scaredy cat of everything. You know, somebody sneezes 16 feet away and she's running for her car. So, but you know, teach their own. But uh, yeah, you know that's, what? Uh, props to her that like she's trying to something different than mm -hmm. like you know going to a, let's say pharmacy and like asking for some you know drugs or something like that. Instead. Yeah. She is going to the like more like a uh, different route as far as like medicine, medicine and trying something, something different. So yeah, Agreed. shout out yeah. to her. Exactly. Yeah. So it was a, uh, it was good. And I'm uh, very curious about this. And so it's amazing how these things just keep getting published and they're not like super emphasized by, uh, yeah, man, the, the thing uh, is the, it's the not journalists just like, out there. Yeah. It's not just like one paper. It's no, like, we have a large body of evidence now. Yeah, man. If I would like uh, cite, you know, every paper every, that that this that's been published from from 2020 2021, it's like such a large amount. So yeah, just like, but I, I don't understand why you know media doesn't like support this kind of findings and they don't share you know information about this. They're, just, they're they're cowards. Plus, they're they're getting kicked back and and paid off in some way. I yeah. mean, there's there is a there's a massive network that of intertangled webbings and stuff like that. I mean, this this isn't just a conspiracy. I mean, there's there's an organized effort to keep the fear mongering up. That much I just, believe, at least. Man, just to close the the topic, how much the vitamin D costs? Yeah, it's nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's beans. It's probably yeah. less than beans. It's probably less than a month's supply of beans. For being honest, plus, plus, if you are like a cheap ass bastard, just go outside and just right <laughs> go walk around for an hour each day. Yeah, go outside, yeah. man. All right, on to on to happier things. All right, Brooke, I tried the macadamia nut coffee, it was amazing. Yeah, I love that macadamia yeah, nut. That was that was that was some seriously good stuff. All right, Lucas. I will invest with you to get Rob to drink a dark chocolate macadamia nut protein. I'll drink that. I have no issues. Oh, is he talking about maybe he's talking about Robbie? I don't know. I, I would easily drink dark chocolate macadamia nut. I love dark you guys, chocolate. You guys remember our conversation about the the flavors of protein? Mm -hmm. and, I, and I said like the dark chocolate macadamia. Man, it's it's damn good. Yeah. You know, like I, I'm not a big fan like like Robert of dark chocolate, but. Uh, yeah, I'm a huge, huge fan of Macadamia Nut, so I think, but I, the combination is actually very, very interesting. I would like to try it. Yeah, I, I, I would be for that. John Drain, stim break is going well. No coffee this week. I've been doing half a mojito, half bare knuckle. Next week, just bare. Hey, man, that's that's really good. I haven't had, this is the, uh, the first little sip of stimulants I've had today, and I've been up since 4 a.m. It's 1 o'clock now my time, so uh, I'm a... That's good here, John. Has it been rough? Have you had lots of headaches or anything like that? Or you've been feeling pretty good? 
Paul, firm pillows all the way. I want my bowling ball of a head to have some support. Yeah, it's a, I, I need a slightly firm mattress and a firmer pillow, like one of those memory foam kind of pillows. Put that on there, and I like the things that just squish down like that. And hard mattress, for sure. Yeah. Really love the Mojito Hooligan. Always been my favorite pre, but the other flavors were not my favorite. Huh. Yeah, Mojito seems to be like really, really taking off. I mean, a lot of people are raving about it. Interesting. I'm going to have to try that. I, I'm typically not like in real life. I do not like Mojitos. Um, but I'm curious to see how y'all tweak the flavoring or something like that. Well, well I'll, I'll let you on a little secret. Um, the Mojito actually came as a type of, I'm not going to reveal which type, but uh, the manufacturer sent us a type a different type type I've never heard of uh, of lime, an actual mm -hmm. lime flavor. And when we, I actually hesitated to try it. When I tried it, I was like, huh, this is pretty good. You know, so we kind of like looked around, like, what are we going to call it? You know, I didn't want to call the actual name. I didn't want to reveal it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, um, it, it basically everybody agreed. Uh, it was suggested to call it a mojito. And, you know, we tried, okay, you know, I mean, and that's pretty much how it came around. But, uh, yeah, the flavor is uh, is pretty solid. We're actually doing the same flavor on uh, on another pre-workout. and uh, it, But it tastes, of course, slightly different because, of, of course, it comes down to ingredients. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you guys like the more tart flavors or sour flavors? Uh, I think on a pre-workout, especially if it's something that's loaded like a palm, you know, especially with those nasty nootropics and, uh, and nasty uh, stimulants, I think the tart and sour works a lot better than sweet. Yeah, I definitely like sweet and sour stuff over um, sweet and sour or not, not sweet and sour, I'm sorry, tart or more sour things like a lemon yeah. lime, a lemonade. Yes over something like fruit punch, blue raspberry. I need, I like something to have a little bit. So that's why I like strawberry margarita a lot. Um, the peach iced tea is good for bare knuckle. Um, and I may find if I mix a little bit of something else with that, uh, something that's a little bit tartar maybe, it helps to kind of balance it out or just add more water and it kind of makes it. But uh, yeah, I definitely like the tart stuff more. Something orangey, tropical or orangey, but nothing super sweet for me. I can't do sweet, like white grape or something like that. No. I mean, I, I will if I have to, but preferably, I like refreshing or tart things. So, for all you guys, a uh, quick tip. If you have a uh, double impact, mm -hmm. try to mix it up with uh, lemon juice. That's but Try to do a shot of lemon juice and the, yeah, and the scoop, and the scoop of uh, Blood of Our Enemies. Man, it's, it's a sipper. It's Is it? Really it's it's a sipper it's a really good drink and if you do add, add some extra ice cubes man mm -hmm. it's ridiculous okay. it's it's really good it's really good okay. robbie i gotta tell you something sandy is uh i think the assassin the newest one is uh sandy's gonna lay claim to that entire tub that you sent us because she has been for like all of her training sessions the, the past like two weeks that's all she wants to use. She doesn't want to use anything else. It's like, she says, Robert, I need something. Give me assassin. Is and it because of the, you mean the effects or the flavor? The effects. The effects. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she's, she I loves have... it. Like, she only takes a half a scoop, but I mean, it, that has got her zipping the whole damn day. 
You know what? I, I wanted to bring this up because, like, you know, I appreciate you guys giving, you know, so much love to, to the brand. And, you know, of course, I'm, I'm humbled by it. But I try to obviously, you know, for obvious reasons, not to hype it up or talk about it too much. But yeah. there was, um, uh, because, like I said, I, I just don't want to seem like everyone else who is, like, just bragging or pushing their products. Mm. You know, this is not on a pollen channel. This is full, uh, full uh, final scoop. But... Um, I actually wanted to touch up upon uh, on uh, on Assassin for for very interesting uh, interesting reason. So the I mean it's no secret that the um, the feedback's been absolutely tremendous, best we've ever had by far. So uh, again, this is not a hype. I'm not trying to sell anything. I'm just stating the obvious that everybody is aware of. However, there was one complaint, just one. And it was, I found it very, very interesting because the complaint was about the fact that it <laughs> uh, was fucking Lucas because the fucking stim junkie motherfucker who can hold, handle probably five scoops was bitching about it. I'm kidding. No, but, but yeah, that was, that, that was the complaint that it was weaker than uh, the FDN version. You know, I honestly, I wasn't offended. I wasn't like, um, it did, I want to say it did bother me, but at the same time, I see the point. It doesn't slap you in the face like everything else. So, like, for example, somebody like Lucas uh, and, and a lot of people that do like stems and can handle stems, they were absolutely fine with the, you know, with the 6 and 6.5 version. But it wasn't as popular with everyone because some people claim that it's a little bit too strong or hits too hard or whatnot. It seems like this one, I think, while still hits very hard, it found a much larger market. But, you know, I expected that there's going to be one person or some people who will be complaining that it's not as aggressive as the previous one. And uh, I found it very, very interesting, predictable, but interesting. You know, I actually expected a lot more comments like this. But like I said, I only saw one. But it was it was pretty much a disappointment. Like the guy was very very disappointed, and he basically that's what he said. He said, "I'm very disappointed that you released a weaker per, uh, product." Um, and I liked what Justin said. Uh, the supplement Snoopy said it's uh, it's not you know it's not weaker. It's it's actually better because it's not stronger. It's more so, balanced. So I think we found ourselves in a spot, even though it's only one person who said it. We found ourselves in a spot where it's almost expected that a pawn's going to release each and every release. It's going to be stronger than the previous one, and I think it's 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 a problem because like just like right now, I had a message from somebody about chaos, and the guy goes like, "Oh my God, is chaos going to be stronger?" You know, but it's not. I mean, Robert, you've seen the formula; it's not stronger at all. I would it it's actually I would watch to say it might be about the same when it comes to strength, maybe even a little bit more mellow, but we have Shogun on the other hand. And so I think that there is a misconception uh, about, you know, what's, what, what's the, what between better and stronger. And like you said, you know, Sandy loves it and Sandy can handle stems. Sandy can really, really handle stems. But yeah. to, to say that, uh, that Assassin is weak or weaker, I think that's, uh, kind of ridiculous. I just feel like this formula 
I think that it just attracts a wider market and a wider spectrum of people. Agreed. So, you know, and that makes me happy, and I don't think that it needs to be any stronger. Correct. Don't you know be what? a Robert, Robbie. I'm Take sorry. Take your amazing product and shout it to the hills. As long as you're not selling microencapsulated glutamine or some other shit, then you're fine. All right, go ahead, Lucas. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I don't like to use this terminology, you know, this is better, this is stronger, something like this. To me, you know, every every version should be a bit different. Should offer some something different and like other experience. But at the same time, it should be in the same flow or it should represent the brand. Yeah. Just like, you know, just like you have adorations, for example, with the books or like films or those kind of things. Every version should be a bit different. But, you know, the concept should be a bit, dis I think, same. And with Hooligan, you always, you will always notice that it has this flow or even with the assassins or, you know, that you have this concept that the formula is always like full, full to the brim. So that's the main concept. But as far as like experience, you play with it every time because, you know, with every month on every year, you get a different ingredients that you can play and you can like put the put the ingredients together. So you will have a di different, you know, different experiences, just like we play each day with uh, with the stimulants. So that's that's my thing. I think it's it's cool that, you know, every time you're releasing something different, which allows people just like, you know, OK, let's say this this version will be good for creamy and this version will be good for uh, Brooke, you know, so. Yeah. I agree. Plus, you you need to understand one thing. There always be a person that's not that's gonna say some something bad, you know. Yeah. You won't be able to satisfy everyone. But you because, know what? It, it's funny. Because... But, but, but that's the thing. You will have thousand positive comments and one negative comment, and you always put your emphasis into like this fucking one negative comment. That's what my, you... my dad had a saying. He said. Uh, one oh shit ruins a thousand attaboys. Was that, yeah. I'm not sure he got it from his dad or something else, but it's it's one one oh shit ruins a thousand. That's just that's the way it is. You could do so many great things, and that one little fuck up, that's what yeah. you're gonna focus on. Well, you know what? But I actually I agree also with what Lucas said because it's interesting. As much as we bust his chops about the fact that he likes stems and you know tolerates stems and stuff like that, I've seen Lucas saying about pre-workouts that contain three or four hundred milligram of caffeine or something, and he would actually give it a compliment that it's a great pre-workout. And I haven't heard him say like, "Oh, you know what? It's too weak," because it's not. I mean, it's not about that. And if uh, if something like Assassin or you know or, or similar product is weak for you, I, I think you have issues. Yeah, yeah. Paul V six is definitely more aggressive. Uh, yeah, I think the V six point five may be more aggressive due to that Yohimbine mix that's in there, um, but not better than V seven. I think we all agree on that. Wheats, my Assassin V seven is on the way. I tried a sample and loved it. May become my new daily. Replace. I don't know if I'm gonna make that my daily. <laughs> I don't know if I make that my daily choice. I might be like the twice a week kind of thing. Yeah, you know, but but I like actually the end of it. Replacing Shogun. It's funny how Shogun became a pre-workout in a pill instead of a fat burner. It's actually a lot of people are using it as a pre-workout. Yeah. Actually, I do too. Oh man! Holy crap! Going back to our opening salvo, Brooke. I'm so over this fear mongering. People need to calm their tits. <laughs> 
<laughs> Best comment so far, Brooke. Wheats. Loving Apollo and Shogun. However, I've been taking them daily and killing workouts. Would you suggest I cut down? Bar tolerance, I don't experience any negatives. Hmm, that's a tough one. I think that if it works, then you can continue. If you feel like a slight dip or something like that, then probably it's good to take a break. Because, I mean, Robert probably will, will answer this better than I will. But uh, I, I don't know if there is an actual timing of how long you can use a certain supplement. I mean, well, in particular this one, because typically our body will adapt, but I don't think that there is an actual time frame when will it adapt. Maybe for some people it will happen within a week. Maybe for some people it will not happen in a month. But I mean, sooner or later, conventional wisdom dictates that it will happen. And once it does, I think that's when you should take uh, a certain break, but I, I don't know, Robert, is there a time frames like specific scientific or not really? I mean, the prudent thing to do is probably use it for four, six, eight weeks. And then, I mean, if that's the only thing you're taking four to six, eight weeks and then cycle off to something different. Um, that's usually when we're in the, the realm of like super aggressive or exotic kind of compounds, not just your typical, like, caffeine, paradoxine, stuff like that. I mean, like the normal compounds, that's fine. But when you start getting into DMHA, urea, arimastane, all of these other kind of more aggressive compounds, that's when I think it's probably prudent to cycle those off. You don't want to be taking, you shouldn't have a need to take those kind of things every day. Um, that's why. But we have long, longitudinal data on just caffeine itself. Taking that every day, that's fine. It's even associated with longevity. If you look at like the caffeine, the caffeine, coffee researcher or black tea ingestion where people are ingesting, you know, four, six, eight cups of these beverages each day. Um, that's usually associated with improved cognitive function, longer lifespan. Now, obviously that's epidemiolo epidemiological data. I can't talk right now. Um, so they're all associational and we assume that, Hey, if people that are having cups of coffee, usually they're probably sitting out and then they're all in these older populations from the, the Mediterranean area. So they're not grabbing their Starbucks, driving in their car for eight hours a day, chugging them. If they're sitting at a cafe, they have a more relaxed lifestyle. They're outside, they're walking, they're, they're talking with people, getting, you know, personal interaction, building connections. So there's a bunch of factors that go into this, but I think all supplements probably should be cycled to a certain extent. Creatine, you don't need to. Stuff like mushrooms, no, you don't need to. Um, but when it comes to the stimulant side, anything outside of caffeine is probably prudent to uh, cycle. Paul, I walk for one to two hours every day, but because I'm near Seattle, I still supplement with vitamin D due to cloudiness. Yeah, and that's smart. Good one. Yep. Had this thought regarding niche flavors. Is it worth it financially for supplement companies to do them? Limited runs. Robbie, you are the brand owner. Is it worth it to do limited runs? Um, you know what? I've done, I think, limited runs only twice. And I don't even know, like, if it's a good example, because we did Cameron Macchiato, I believe, and that limited run kind of turned into a permanent thing. So, um, you know, so on one hand, it's kind of like worked out for the best. On the other, it's kind of backfired and, 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 and we failed what we initially planned. But I mean, in, in a good way. The other yeah. one was obviously double impact, which was, uh, you know, crazy Lucas's idea. But uh and then it was also meant for a good cause, but, uh, you know, again, limited run kind of turned into a good thing, yet 
at the same time nightmare because now for the past couple of months it's a daily on a daily basis people are demanding to bring it back even though it didn't taste phenomenal although lucas just gave us an idea how to improve the taste yeah. you know so uh, i don't know but i i think it's good always to bring something new and i think it's always like good to bring excitement it's only it's a catch-22 because on one hand you're bringing something for a limited period of time but people like it so much that you know from a business perspective obviously you want to use it to your best advantage which is to profit off of it because i mean you work so long on creating the well not the formula but perhaps the flavor you know you probably had like uh you had to test it a couple of times before you nailed it and once yeah. you nailed it and people liked it so now you're saying okay here it is for a limited run you're not getting it again and, and who are you hurting in, in the long run? You're hurting yourself more than anything because what the fuck are you going to do? Go and create a, another flavor that's going to be permanent and yet you just discontinued something that actually worked. So I think it's a very, very, very tricky situation. Uh, so, but at the same time, I think it's inevitable and unavoidable. You know, you have different holidays, you have different things. And from a marketing perspective, it's always good to create that little bit of hype. But I think that the best thing for a company is not to stick to a formula and just go with the flow. You know, like something like Double Impact, I wish I could keep it in stock permanently. But you know what? I'll be as transparent as I can be. I think that that product will hurt my assassin and it will hurt my hooligan and it will hurt sales. Yet, I, you know, it costs a lot of money to manufacture it, clearly, because you have basically two products in one. And it's not like you can charge a hundred dollars and profit on it. So your profit margins are very, very small. Obviously, retailers they want the product, but they want to pay the bare minimum where you're making almost no money. So it's a very tricky situation. So that one, I can't even if I wanted to, I can bring it here and there maybe for you know guest appearance, uh, but that's about it. So I think you can stick to the formula. You just have to go kind of with the flow release products release limited editions and then just pay attention to you know cost versus profit i guess and obviously popularity with uh, your target audience with your customers or do some type of like a collaboration with your yeah or collaborations and and, and and yeah and of course lucas with prometheus uh you know while i deal only with one brand he can see those uh, limited releases and whatnot, probably with multiple brands. So he has a better idea what sells or what doesn't. In distribution, it won't work. You know, it's it's too hard. Plus, with like uh, products that are like built to the brim, it's it's definitely pointless, especially for like distributions like us. You know, we basically, you know, do our business on margins. So if we would like import stuff like you know that is super high end on pricing you wouldn't sell anything so that's why you know brands when they are when they are doing some type of like a uh, limited runs they basically you know just like do a small run for the for a limited audience yeah i think a lot of it's going to depend on probably your your loyalty of your fan base like how because I mean, there's there are brands that do the the limited release stuff, and I guess the the successful is that is how loyal is your consumer to other individuals? Like Ghost has the the Guzman collaborations, they have the Max Tuning ones, and, and all the other ones. They're successful with them, obviously, because they keep coming out and doing them again. I think Myoblox has done a few limited release runs, and they always send out. So I mean, it, it depends yeah. on how motivated and uh, 
loyal your consumer base is. And if they are, I mean, it's, it's an easy way to keep hype going where it runs into a problem is if you can't blow through that stock quickly and you're stuck holding on to some kind of like niche crappy flavor that didn't really go over that well and it ends up, you know, there's a reason you won't see it brought back or you'll see it probably go on sale as soon as it comes back. Or, I mean, as soon as it, as it, within a short time of it being released. Persian Lime. I've heard you say it before. That was the code name for uh, Mojito? Yeah, it was one of them. We had Persian Lime and we had another lime also. Um, it was a mix, something like lemon lime, but uh, type of that. Yeah. There are so many of them, especially when it comes. I mean, I actually just saw, I think it was a mango. And mm -hmm. there were so many of them. It was like shocking. I had no idea there are so many types of mango. Yeah. Creamy. You guys have been rocking all year long. Damn straight. But I can't lie. I'm dying for the new version of Kumite. <laughs> I believe... Um, we were told either October or November is going to be ready. Okay. Giannis 15X. Robert, why aren't you on the Massive Iron stream anymore? Because Steve asked me not to. He said he was too stressed and busy with his clients, and he couldn't handle a three-hour live with me on there. Instead of just saying, look, we can just cut it off at an hour and a half or two hours, he said, I can't do it with you. I'm too busy. Go back to uh, the Final Scoop episode 51, Giannis. Final Scoop episode 51. I explain everything in detail and uh, correct the falsehoods that he's been saying for the past two months. Or in English, he couldn't handle how sexy and awesome Robert is and he didn't want to share the spotlight, so fuck him. Yeah. Brooke, true Lucas, I have found that I have a similar reaction to stims as Sandy. More balance attracts a weirder demographic. There we go. Wheats, creamy, me too. Kumite and Enigma are the last two products I need to own all the Apollon line, except Double Impact. Soon, soon, Kumite is soon. Speaking of which, if you need to buy Apollon products, Robbie's been nice enough to offer people a discount if you use the code Final Scoop on any Apollon transactions. That will save you 15%. We should do some type of like a commercial or something. Yeah. <laughs> Just pops pops in every time. Every time you mention stream it yeah. across the bottom. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Love the advice. Guess my hooligan mojito will be gone sooner than I thought. Probably so. Or just double scoop it every day. Just two scoops. Pete Pazimus. What the hell's up, Pete? What's up, gentlemen? Enjoying a little final scoop while trying to get out of New York City. Two hours of traffic. What are you doing in New York City, Pete? Pete is the only master player that like trains every other is just like doing shitting shitting and alan don't yeah always shooting shooting shit and just like playing around yeah doing nothing while pete is like all the time at the gym and just like posting stuff yeah, yeah props pro props to uncle pete get it pete lucas going into your personal i know you take a, a cornucopia of supplements um do you do turmeric or curcumin? How much time you got? <laughs> yeah, I'm like wondering how much because we're all, we're getting constantly. So there's a bunch of new curcumin forms that have come onto the market in recent, like different uh, changing the bioavailability or improving the bioavailability or isomers or analogs of it and whatnot. Um, yeah. And there's just different. So they'll package it in phospholipids or they made that new tetrahydro curcumin that's come out. Um, yeah. Do you use curcumin? And if so, what form, how much, and where do you dose it out during the day? I use it twice daily 
uh, 400 milligrams. 400, and, you said? Yeah, 400 milligrams, yeah. And I use from, right now I got from uh, two brands. Tested Nutrition is one of the brands, mm -hmm. which Prometheus has in uh, distribution. It's a Canadian brand. And the other one, which probably is like a staple, uh, is Now Foods. Okay. I've got I've got the Kurku Brain. It's like a complex. Is it standardized for ninety five percent curcuminoids or or something exactly. like that? Yes, exactly ninety five percent. Yes. Okay. Interesting. That's what I'm wondering. That's that I I don't have that in the rotation yet, but I have a feeling I'm probably going to be putting it in there soon. For like gut support, joint support, uh, joint immunity. It's yeah, immunity, liver. It's all, all good things. It's sustainable. Plus, if you combine it with like let's say scissors, mm -hmm. uh, I, I I don't know if you if you ever played with this ingredient, but yeah, I've messed with scissors before. Man, honestly, this stuff is so good. I remember like back in the days when USP Labs was like released had uh, the scissors. Mm -hmm. They line up, wow, great stuff. Yeah. And now some, some brands are still releasing it. You can uh, grab it from uh, uh, SNS. Yep, uh, I was going to say Prima Force has it too. Prima Force, exactly. Um, I think Anova Farm still has it. Let me check their website real quick. Yeah, I think so. But uh, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a really good ingredient. Uh. Yeah, it's called Anova Farm is Super Sissus. Yeah. 40 bucks on their website. I'm sure there's probably an athlete code or something you can do when you get. How much is is, is in those? I'll pull it up right here. I can see my screen. Uh, <coughs> it is, come on. 4,800 milligrams. That's a nice dose. Yeah, six capsules, thirty servings, five percent keto steroid. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's nice insane. dose. That's yeah, that's a that's a, a whopping dose. Six caps, so let's say three caps twice per day, you'll be golden. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Good for joints, anti-inflammatory yeah. support, and all that other good stuff. What also, what supports the the absorption uh, or the the fatty acids comes from the omega threes. So definitely, you can spike that with with omega threes. Yeah, that's a good combo. Thanks, Lucas. Appreciate the support. And Robert, we were working in the city. How did working the job? Did job in Brooklyn this morning? Ah, okay. All right, that makes sense, Pete. Creamy, who do you guys have want to win the fight, Eddie Hall or Thor? Eddie is is not uh, is not fighting with Thor. I thought they were like they were going to have a boxing match. No, or so somebody got injured. Yeah, think... Eddie, Eddie, Eddie got injured, and he, he already had like a operation on his hand. He had a Thor bicep. So I, they are. I, I so think they're, they're talking to, to Puzianowski. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He oh, will man, I'm going to go for the Polish pulverizer. And yeah, he, he's going to kill Thor. I yeah, mean, Marius maybe is not, like, the best fighter in the world, but he's very experienced, and he is he, he, he carries a punch. I, I My money is on Marius Podzianowski. I think he would fucking smoke Thor. When I when I saw the, the announcement on the Podzianowski's, you know, IG, I was like, what's going on? So 
That's an easy fight for him. Thor's not going to take it. <laughs> does, well, does Pujanowski have any combat experience? Or yeah. Experience? yeah. Yeah. Ten years. Yeah. Ten years yeah. probably right now. Yeah, because he fights in, uh, the, you know, this, this, this Polish federation called KS, KSW. Okay. KSW know. is very, very big. It's actually one of the biggest in the world. Uh, you know, it's not very well known in the United States, but in Europe, I think they're among the bigger ones. It's, it's a big, yeah. big promotion. I would say they probably, you know, if you take uh, out UFC and, uh, and Bellator, they easily in the top three, top five, easily. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah, and Pudzianowski was actually fight. He fought a few pretty good guys. Uh, his record is like so-so, but he can throw a punch. I mean, he knows how to fight for sure. Typically, his cardio used to be a problem because he was so massive. But, uh, I mean, still, he has experience. He has an actual... I would go and say that he has at least 10 professional fights. Yeah, the only thing, you know, with Pudzianowski is that... Right now he's too small for Thor, so he can, yeah. I he still, have, I, I, I actually think that's the reason why he will definitely fuck him up. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, too. yeah. Like, as far as like you know the the height, they're like you know Thor is bigger than him for sure. But yeah. you know if you compare like Thor to Eddie, you know there, there's like a, you know a bigger difference between between them. But as far as like Kujanowski and Thor. It's not the like super major, you know. Yeah, no, nah, Pudzianowski like, will fuck him up. He will yeah, fuck him up. I mean, Pudzianowski when he started, I remember I used to make fun of him because he was so big and he yeah. looked so stupid, yeah. and 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 he would chase people. But if he would get you, you'd be in trouble. But only like in the first like minute or two. After that, he would get so tired. No like, cardio. Yeah, no cardio. <laughs> a guy that is like a quarter size would beat him up. But he lost size. He lost a lot of size. He's training consistently. You know, he, he can definitely fight. He's not among the best in the world, but he can fight versus Thor, who is just a big guy. I think Putinowski would, like, literally fuck him up so badly, it would be embarrassing. It's not even a contest. There is no way. Thor against Daddy, two big gorillas that can fight, it would be just entertaining. But Thor is pretty smart. He would never agree to fight Pudzianowski. Never. It's 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 like crazy. No, not gonna happen. Wait, can't wait to see the new Chaos Formula. Also, loved V two when I went through two bottles. Uh, I believe you can actually check out the new Chaos Formula on Stacked, can't you? He didn't post yet. I think Monday is gonna reveal. Oh, okay. If not, I can just show it right now and just spoil the whole surprise. I'll Yay. scoop Shane. Well, Since he doesn't have the, the balls to show up to this goddamn podcast. Yeah, Robert was involved in formulation, so he, he knows that, you know, uh, the, the changes and, you know, I, I would call them improvements. But, uh, you know, I, um, I posted today on Instagram my experience. I experienced it today uh, for the first time, like, full dose. And, uh, you know, people always expecting that it's going to be something – Either we just talked about this, either stronger or more powerful or whatever. Not the case. Um, Chaos is pretty much, if you like V2, V3 is V2. That's exactly the same formula with a slight adjustment, slight add-ons, and slight improvements. But the dish is served exactly the same. I mean, why change anything if it works? It's like, you know, if people are expecting that the new hooligan is going to look like Assassin, New hooligan's gonna look exactly like hooligan with minor improvements. 
Yeah, it's gonna be. It's, it'll be good stuff. I'm. I'm good. Do y'all do a bunch of pre-orders, Robbie, on the site? You know what? We've never done it, but I think it's time we start doing it. Yeah, I just I'm curious from like a brand owner perspective. Is it just it? So whenever for the listeners out there, when you go to order a product, you basically have to sink in all of your stuff. Like you have to pay for the run of the product, and then you're hoping to make all of that back once the product, like you get your product in hand from the manufacturer and sell it off. What I wonder is, let's say we want to tease Assassin V8, and we put up the pre-order on the site. That way, we can start. You're not you're not always paying for everything out of pocket. You can take some of that, but then you have to hope that your manufacturer is up to speed and you're not going to get you know stuck because i know there are other brands in the past that have done pre-orders they sold out their pre-order and then people are still waiting like three or four months for the product to be delivered for whatever yeah, happened you know i i talked yesterday with uh jeff long on the phone and i talked to auto manufacturers and i talked to auto brands and we all facing the same problem like it's very very risky like we used to say i used to say the product's going to be available in two weeks but it's not the case anymore you know and then in two weeks when the product is not ready obviously customers have a problem with that so right now to actually predict when the product's going to be released or you know to say it with any certainty I, I would not advise anyone, like, for example, we are very, very low on stock right now on a couple of uh, flavors of protein, I believe on vanilla five pounds, I think chocolate two pounds, and I think caramel macchiato. All three of those should have been, I mean, the new batches, we should have gotten them, I believe, like three or four weeks ago, mm -hmm. and we didn't. We, and our manufacturer who does our protein is pretty good uh but we didn't get it and uh you know we're hoping that we're gonna get it sometimes next week or in two weeks but like i said it's not a certainty it's just a hope and that's the reason why so many brands right now are out of stock on multiple products it's not necessarily their fault maybe not even manufacturers fault it just it's a problem you know uh, also still a lot of things that are coming from china are sitting in customs sometimes for you know for a very, very long time. And if it's something sitting in customs, they're not going to even talk to you. It's just one of those things that it's it's out of your hands and yeah. then they can hold it for a week, they can hold it for a month and you're fucked. It's yeah. like a domino effect, right? Yeah, it certainly is. is. At Wheats, if you go to Stack 3D, don't accept the notification since Shane didn't show up. <laughs> you know what, since maybe if we ought to go Stack 3D, Come on. All right, is it, does it pop up? Does it gonna say, do you want notifications? No? Oh. Okay, here we go. We'll do that, we'll allow it. Since Shane's not here, I'm gonna sign up for it. Wait, where the hell did the notification thing go? No? Okay. Well, If you activate it, then it will pop up. Okay, well then there we go. Bomar drops its sleep aid. Yeah, it's something new. Zinc, lemon balm, glycine, sodium, and the more common and known sleep ingredients, melatonin, GABA, theanine, tryptophan. Yeah, that's all good. Uh, I'd like to see the dosages. When are they going to release it? We don't have the dosages to share. Okay. Well, then maybe soon we will. Shane needs all the monies for his gold sink. He does. I, I want pictures of that. We need a we need a virtual tour through Shane's house when he gets all the uh, 
the upgrades and modifications. We can see where all the uh, the kickbacks he's taken from uh, the supplement companies to rank him number one on his site are. I think he's just messing with us, you know. I don't think he he, he no. he's not investing in like gold gold things or anything like yeah. that. No. Creamy. Do you guys have any funny gym stories or moments? There was this one time I was flexing in front of the mirror. Jay Cutler walked by and he blushed because he thought, man, that dude has got a stunning physique. He should be Mr. <laughs> Olympia. No, I don't actually have any funny gym stories or moments like that. Pretty much just I'm just normal. Uh, Robbie, Lucas, do you all have anything? Oh, my God. So many. Not about what happened in the bathroom. We don't need to know about those things, Robbie. No, it just <laughs> sometimes things that happen in the bathroom actually happen on the gym floor. <laughs> Every gym has its, you know, its own characters. You know, yeah. I think that you know everyone could like say something about people that are like attending. You know, hours that you are uh, coming going to the gym. So yeah, man. From yeah. like smelly dudes to like nude dudes to all different types, you know. So, I uh... uh, you know what actually, I, although I have a lot of course stories. I mean, especially since I own the gym, so you know, funny stories happen almost on a daily basis. Yeah, you've got to have some good ones. Yeah, but uh, one actually that sticks out for some reason. I don't know why. A couple of years ago, um, actually two stories. Uh, a couple of years ago, this guy. The gym was absolutely empty. There was like like two people working out. So I was happy because, you know, nobody's bothering me. I was by myself also there. So I was catching up on some work. Some guy, uh, one of the two guys, comes up to the front desk and he goes to me, you have to talk to that guy over there. He meant pointed out to the other guy that was working out. And I, I see him. He's right in the back, you know, training with dumbbells. So I was like, yeah, sure. I said, what did he do? You know, I figured out maybe he didn't put the dumbbells back to place or something like that. He goes to me, he's wearing jeans. And I'm looking at him and I'm like, okay. And you know, keep in mind, Apollon is a kind of an old school, hardcore gym. I really don't give a fuck what you're wearing because, you know, yeah. as long as you're comfortable, I'm good with it. So he goes to me, well, the guy's wearing jeans. I was like, okay. And what am I supposed to do about it? He goes, it's not a proper gym uh, attire, so you have to go and talk to him. He's not allowed to work out in the jeans. You have to kick him out. So I'm like, I'm not going to kick him out. I really I really don't give a shit if he trains wearing jeans. If he's comfortable, I'm cool with it. It doesn't bother the gym. It doesn't bother me or anything like that. Well, you know what? The gym I come from, that would not be allowed. Shame on you. I mean, he started yelling at me. For another guy that has absolutely nothing to do with him, doesn't affect his workout whatsoever, but it was bothering him that the guy is wearing jeans. And I thought, like, like this is fucking stupid and so ridiculous. But uh, this story, actually, I've never told, uh, I, I think, live. It's actually about Dorian Yates. Uh, so Dorian Yates worked out at a pond, I believe, in... 2009 or something so uh for those that know dorian dorian is he he can come off a little arrogant and cocky and definitely mm -hmm. in love with himself you know so but one thing you cannot take away from him the guy trains like a fucking beast i mean he really trains hard so at the time he was already i believe like 48 or something like that but he still trained trained his ass off so he was training legs and, uh, you know, we didn't really pay attention because we already were used to the fact that Dorian trains at the gym. Yeah. And he was doing legs. 
And then after his leg workout, he actually came uh, to the office, you know, and he's sitting with us. And one of the members walks in into the office and he goes to Dorian, yo, man, go back to the leg press machine and take the weights off. Because he loaded the machine with weights, but uh, he didn't take them off. And, you know, Dorian is a pretty strong guy, so there was like quite a few plates. And Dorian looks at him and he looks at me and he's absolutely shocked that the guy would actually tell him to go and strip the machine. Mm -hmm. So he goes to him, you know who I am? The guy goes, I don't give a fuck who you are. He goes, go and take those. He looked at him like he was about to fuck him up. Dorian looks at him again and he goes, you know, I'm six time Mr. Olympia. He says, if uh, it would be an honor for you to strip the weights off the machine for me. <laughs> the guy looks at him and he goes like, listen, Again, I don't give a fuck who you are, but you go, you better go there and strip the fucking machine that you left all the weights on, or else. Dorian looks at me and goes, Does he mean it? I'm like, Yep. Yeah, Dorian gets up and he walks to the machine and he takes the weights apart. It was so hysterical. You know, he didn't expect that somebody's going to dare to say anything like it to him. It's what I would do. I would definitely go and. Uh, yeah. And say the same thing. Take your shit and clean clean everything up. I yeah, I, that, that, you know, I supported the guy one hundred percent because I think that's you know there is a certain gym etiquette that you have to. And not yes. only that, being a Mister Olympia, I think it's even more important that you actually set an example for others. So yeah. you know, um, Dorian was definitely in the wrong, but it was very funny because he almost got fucked up. Did you guys ever train at Dorian's gym? No. Mm. No. So I had a I had a pleasure to train there with my boys like few times. And honestly it's like uh it was because it's closed now. It was like a shithole. You mm. know, but every everywhere it was dust. But you know, once you like because it's like a dungeon, you know, you yeah. go downstairs to basically and uh and you you just once you go downstairs and you, you just you could smell that iron, basically, you know, the atmosphere was crazy. The, um, the music was blasting and everything. But, you know, there was like there was no gym etiquette, as, as Robbie said. Everything was just like, you know, fucked up, you know, basically dumbbells were like on one hand, one end, the, 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 the other pair of dumbbells were on the on the next end. So it was like, dude, just like clean your shit up or do something with it so but now he has a he has a much better gym more glamour right mm -hmm. at the Marbella, i believe yeah so interesting that's more fancy robbie any plans on coming out with a sleep aid yes 100 percent. and um you know we actually been going back and forth with robert a couple of times on the formula and whatnot it just uh with so many new things that we are coming up this one needs a little bit more attention actually and it's a little bit trickier because this one we actually need to test out and see how it's gonna you know work on on on, on different individuals so it has to be tested out thoroughly i mean i think the formula is absolutely the bomb and i i mean in my opinion the best there is but at the same time you know while pre-workout something like hooligan is for a certain market 
our assassin and that's our target marketing market and we're sticking to it mm -hmm. sleep formula is obviously more directed to everyone so that's the reason why we have to experiment a little bit and like really test it out we'll definitely get to it because the formula is pretty much done maybe just a couple of adjustments that need to be uh worked out but uh we'll get some samples and we'll test it out i i don't think it's going to be out for the next give or take four to six months at least just because it requires testing and with everything right now running so late and so behind i would imagine that it's going to be sometimes in 2022. yeah and a little sneak peek we are putting six thousand milligrams of fenibut in there too <laughs> <laughs> and testing it on lucas yes six thousand milligrams of fenibut that would be insane oh man no there is there is a uh there's an ingredient that uh Lucas and I have talked about and I've talked about with Gerhard too that I think we might want to be putting in there, Robbie. So we're gonna to need to, to tweak it some. Z? You mean Z? Oh yeah. Yeah, man. I've been messing around with that this week. I gave Sandy fifteen hundred milligrams of it last night. And so Yeah, that's yeah. that's a really that's a really good 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 ingredient, but I'm messing around with uh Kana for the past like a week since we talked with Aaron from uh Performax. Yeah. How much have you uh how much did you take? Right now, two gram. I'm up to two grams. Is it the standardized for like the standardized to no less than 0.5 yeah. alkaloids and 0.2% mesembrane? Yeah, man. God damn. It's 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 hard to explain, but you know the the difference between one and two grams is is really is really big. So yeah, like do you fall asleep faster? Or do you stay asleep longer? Like how do, how is it? Yeah. Give them two grams. Give the listeners. Two grams is like you're gone. You're you're dead, you're gone. It, it yeah. kills you. It literally kills you. You know. Hmm. Interesting. But next morning. Yeah. You feel like a champ. No. Not at all. You're not feeling so good. That mm, there's like a. I wouldn't say it's a migraine, but you don't. You feel this like uh, rogginess, I believe. Mm -hmm. So. Um, it's it's a bit harder harsher i would say feeling than uh, like taking a, a larger amount of melatonin yeah you know so uh, i need to experiment with it but as far as like i wouldn't go up like more than two grams that's that would be crazy i've never done more than i think 50 milligrams i've never gone up that high yeah damn that's a that's just me so please yeah well, no, I mean, no, I've got a no. bottle of Kana Ease or Zembrin, whatever, I mean, whatever you want to call it. It's the, the, the standardized form. I've got a bottle of it in the pantry over in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I've only ever done 25 or 50 milligrams. Uh, it gives an interesting, I mean, I didn't have much caffeine yesterday. I had a little bit, maybe about 150 milligrams total yesterday. Um, but then that was probably around 10 o'clock. And then last night I took some, I just wanted to mess around with Kana Ease just to see how it, working like the afternoon um i took that about four and then i had one small sip of bourbon around six and there was there was some interaction like certain nootropics i'll have them in my system and then i'll have an old-fashioned or drink some bourbon or whatever and yeah. it you feel better like i feel more productive more alert and everything like it there's there's some kind of cool interaction there with the zembrin in my system I don't know what if it was that or if it was something else, but man, that one that made that little bit of bourbon I took hit infinitely harder, and I felt like I was 
like after half of like a standard two ounce pour, so I only had about maybe an ounce or maybe an ounce and a half in me. Mm-hmm. I felt like you, I felt off, not off, but like I was much more tipsy than I should have been um, with that interaction. So I'm going to need to, to mess around with that and see. No, I, I, uh, I stacked uh, the Kana with TNE. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was 200 milligrams, I believe. Yeah. And it felt so damn good. And in the morning, I was like, I was super fresh. I didn't have this grogginess effect that I, that I you know, mentioned earlier. Yeah. And I think that this combo can, can, can do some, some, some cool stuff. So, yeah, I would, I would still try to experiment with it. But, yeah, it, I really want to, like, try to, you know, maybe stack it also with Rishi. I don't know how, how this will affect me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, something to think about. But, yeah. What's the highest dose of melatonin you've ever taken, Lucas? Because I know, like, the standard research doses are 0.3 milligrams to 10 milligrams, but then there's other studies like <clears throat> megadosing it. And I've talked with Michael over at Glaxon about this. Just like some of the people in, like, the biohacker sphere, or, like the longevity people, are taking upwards of, like, 200, 300 milligrams of melatonin. No, I, I, didn't, play that high. I didn't play that high, but I uh, went to 12. Oh, wow. That was that, that was the highest uh, the highest point that I that I ever took, and honestly, you know, after after a, a good night of sleep, but you you feel this this grogginess effect. You know, I I couldn't I, I can't like do a lot of melatonin, but like you know, uh, five six that's that's a sweet spot for me. Yeah. Yeah. Same. When I I I did I think ten the most, but I noticed one, once I cross uh, six eight. I don't see much of an extra benefit. I, I sleep good, but I wake up as if somebody fucking hit me with a frying pan. Yeah, you know, I just I don't feel good. I, it's not even a headache. I actually feel weak, like very very weak, lethargic. I, I don't feel good. Like, yeah, like two to six is is fine with me. You need to take like at least like a one or two hours to to you know be uh be refreshed. You know after like a long way long time sleep you know so i think that's that's a bit nonsense you know so yeah. i would like do a moderate dose and just like be well rested post you know and in the morning you feel refreshed and you don't have this this stupid effect you know very interesting there's a i was just pulling up another study. I found there was one that did 100 milligrams in people with sepsis um 100 milligrams. Yeah, it said we undertook a phase one dose escalation study in healthy volunteers to assess the tolerability and pharmacokinetics of 20, 30, 50, and 100 milligrams oral doses of melatonin. Uh, and that same research group, and so they've got another here. I'll just share my screen so I'm not doing I know, I know there, there, there is any research that shows that it has a negative effect even in super high dosages, but, you know, it's fun. Yeah, I mean, they this one here, they were looking at it in night shift workers, and they said that previous studies, you know, going up to 100 milligrams are safe and well-tolerated with no adverse effects, mm. maybe outside of grogginess. Um, but they were studying 6 milligrams of the slow-release melatonin in this particular study. Very interesting. Uh, but, I mean, melatonin, in addition to, like, setting your circadian rhythm cycle, it's also mm-hmm. a pretty potent antioxidant in the body, too. Yeah. And it's got some... Uh, brown fat thermogenesis properties as well. 
yeah, some some like uh, you know the nice time fat burners uses melatonin as well. Yep. Yeah. Very. It's a very very cool hormone. Yeah. All right. Let's stop sharing that. Just like vitamin D. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Creamy. I'll definitely get a few tubs for my father. He barely sleeps. Yes. Never underestimate the value of a good night's sleep. Brooke, $5 donation. Thank you very much, Brooke. Donation towards alarm clocks, nootropics, mushrooms, and racking your weights. Yes. Brooke is always supporting the show, so Brooke shout amazing. out, Brooke. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much, Brooke. Brooke's logging in from Twitch now, too, which I guess I should mention to all the other people tuning in on YouTube. If it seems like your comment's not getting in, um, go ahead and jump on over to Twitch. Look up Supplement Engineer on Twitch, and that seems to be a little bit easier as far as shooting comments through. Um, and then don't be shy if you're just lurking in the background and you have, you've got a question, don't be afraid to jump in the pool. The water is fine. Tranquility and Somagen. There goes Brooke Schilling for uh, Morphogen again. Has been <laughs> pretty good sleep aids for me. Tranquility even works for my dad. And he has a tad bit of insomnia. Yeah, Tranquility is awesome. Somagen. I have not tried Morphogen, Ben, Somagen. But, I mean, the, the formula, I mean, all of his formulas are stacked to the gills. Um, tranquility, I can vouch for that. That knocks you out, and you wake up feeling like a million bucks. Even the the original version of their sleep aid uh, sedative was was fantastic for that. I tried the sedative. I didn't try the tranquility yet. But yeah. my top favorites uh, nighttime mm -hmm. probably would be uh, the high tech Somatomax. Oh well, that's got three grams of phenibit in it. That's why. I mean, that's yeah, that'll knock your ass out and keep you out the whole night. It feels great. Yeah, and you know what? And also the the five percent knock the fuck out. That's a good one. I tried that's that really out when it first came out. You know, four or five years ago now. Yeah, man, it's not it's not super strong, but at the same mm -hmm. time, it's the flavor still. was good. It was that kind of herbal tea chamomile or lemon chamomile, yeah, or something man. like that. And it's really good. It's really yeah. good. Yeah, I liked it. Gosh, damn it! Not a groupie, I swear. <laughs> I know. I'm just busting your chops, Brooke. You guys keep me entertained and informed. Therefore, I support. We appreciate it, and we're glad you find uh, the three of us knuckleheads entertaining enough to keep tuning in each week. Yeah. Anything to make the cardio sessions go by easier. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I forgot. For some people, it's like a cardio time or something, right? Yeah. So did you listen like to the latest uh, FUAD podcast? Where he was I did. talking? Okay, I, I've listened to the first half of it, and they were talking about doing cardio while you're texting on your phone. Mm -hmm. And and Fuad said, I can't walk and text at the same time. Now, like, if, if I'm in the gym setting or I'm going on a walk or something, like doing cardio, or whatever, I, I just like to go on walks. I don't necessarily consider it I'm doing my cardio for the day or something. I just get, I get bored of sitting inside or working. I need to go out and walk. Yeah. If I'm doing that, I'm not texting anyway. Like, I've got a, I'm listening to a podcast and I'm just walking. Now, if I'm in the house and I'm on the phone with Rob, like we're discussing something or I'm on a text message, I'll walk around the house and I can text doing that. If I'm outside, I'm not going to do that. As for cardio, like if I'm in a gym setting, I don't know if I'd want to be doing texting or not. But like Lucas, do you can you text and walk? Can you can you do two things at once? Bro, of course. That's like uh, <laughs> that's like the, the half of my day, honestly. Well, yeah. I was I was laughing because today I woke up at five in the morning mm -hmm. and at five forty-five when I was downstairs doing my cardio with my treadmill. Uh, I got a phone call from the from Russia, you know, about the the Mars bars. They were asking if they are available, and we got them in stock. 
because yeah. the guy wanted to make an order. I was, I was like, yeah, Dan, you, you can place your order for sure. Yeah. So, and I was texting with him like back and forth because he had some extra questions and he wanted to like transfer them to a different location and so on. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, but it's every, basically every, every day I, uh, when I go somewhere, I, I, I listen to a podcast while, uh, while texting with clients or sending offers, those kind of things. And when I'm at home, you know, and I'm, and I'm like, for example, in my treadmill, I'm doing my work also. I also walk, just like catch yeah. up with all my clients also via via phone or via laptop. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's easier to do that. Like if I'm outside, I want to be outside and kind of enjoying it. If I'm just, sometimes it, it gets too damn hot outside. I don't feel like going and sweating my ass off. So I'll like do laps around the house while I'm a... Uh, texting or something like that and i can do that and that that's a good way to kill time and just not be stuck behind a desk all day or you know on the sofa can, or something can, you can smash like so much steps every day like yeah. for example today i smashed like almost 40 45,000 steps so yeah damn yeah <laughs> i think the most i've ever gotten was 30,000 yeah i think that's the most i've ever gotten brooks got skills she has a stationary bike interacting with the streams as child's play yeah. There That's you go. Fun. Yeah. Uh, the hardest, the hardest uh, machine that you know to do cardio while texting is probably the assault bike. <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be brutal. Yeah. Oh, that or like one of those Versa climber kind of things. Yeah. Fuck that, man. No, there's no <laughs> way. Uh -uh. I, I'm actually trying my best to find that machine. I love that machine. Versa climber. Yeah. Yeah. Are you still trying to add pieces to the gym, Robbie? Or, or like as a gym owner, are you always in that mindset of trying to add new pieces and get rid of old stuff? Or how does that work? Well, right now it's more like if I get something that it's worth it and, you know, a good deal or a good mm -hmm. opportunity, then yes. In terms of like need something for the gym, no, not anymore. That's it. I mean, we are fully, fully stacked. Yeah. Do y'all have one of those, is it, what is it, the the chain-driven like pullover, lat pull-down, like lat pullover machines? That I always hear John Meadows and a couple of the other people talk about. Like, this is, I don't know if it's a Nautilus. Yes, that's, uh, that's the one that Dorian made popular. Yeah. Yeah, we have that. And we actually have the original one, which is, oh, I mean, today they don't, they don't make them. But, yeah, it's like very, very few gyms that have it. Gotcha. Uh, Brooke, any new brands you see coming out with legitimate cutting-edge products? Sorry to call out, but Cage Muscles probiotics seem sketchy. Mm, yeah. No, I mean, uh, you're not calling them out when you, you're telling the truth. You know, actually, Cage Muscles was uh, one of my uh, favorite companies only a few years ago. And, uh, you know, also not to call them out or anything like that. I will just try and say this. I'm disappointed. In the last few releases, I've been very disappointed. Yeah, so this is the the product to which she is referring. It is Endurance Enhancing TWK10 to debut in Caged Muscles' upcoming probiotic. Um, so what they have, this T TWK is made by Lanza. Lanza is a company that puts out um, carnitine. So all the liquid L-carnitine that you see there are the company behind that. They've got a bunch of other branded ingredients that they sell under their umbrella of stuff too. Um and just pulling this up, because I saw Brooke's question in the feed, and I kind of did a little hunting in the background while Lucas and Robbie were riffing. Um, mm. They seems that they tested it in some athletes. I can't find the actual studies. Um, 
So that you know, there's that. But it says in-house research. There's actually here. Let's see if we can find. There's the the study itself. Let's see if we can find that. Um, increased exhaustion time. So this specific strain of bacteria is supposed to, you know, help with the uh, improve the endurance and the other stuff, right? Yeah. That's the main concept of it. Yeah, up to 75% increase in endurance. I see, do I think it's something specific about this strain? Like, is it enhancing your body's ability or your muscle's ability to, to utilize nutrients? I don't know if it's that thing. I think it's more about optimizing gut function so you're possibly uh, absorbing nutrients better. But I'm, I'm not a gut health uh, guru by any means. So I, this was something I would need to dig into. Is it going to be more effective than other potential forms of uh, probiotics? I don't know. I know uh, Gabrielle Fundero, who I had on the podcast earlier this year. She's She actually is a gut health guru. Uh, she was part of a team of people that did a, a research review on the effects of probiotics in athletes, especially, I think, in regards to, I'm not sure if it was interval training or just uh, endurance training. And they found that there is some evidence for it, but it, it's not. It's more of a case-by-case -case basis than just kind of a across the board, yep, it's always going to be a good thing to do. I still so. think it all comes down to your diet, basically. If you have, like, a, this variety of, of products and, like, fiber and you keep going to, like, you know, if, you're, if your gut is, is happy, then I'm sure that, you know, you will yeah. feel better. You absorb Foods better, right? Okay, so here's the study that they're actually citing on the uh, on the TWK10. Previous study has demonstrated improved exercise performance in animal models. Okay, so then this is the human study of that. Fifty four participants, twenty seven men and women, twenty to thirty, without professional athletic training, were enrolled and randomly allocated. Um, my question is, were they? Previously trained or are they untrained? Um, previous studies have demonstrated the effects of probiotics on exercise performance and associated physiological responses. A mixture of two lactobacillus strains exerted strong antioxidant activity that neutralized athlete oxidative stress induced by intense exercise after four weeks of ingestion. Uh, attenuated increases, though, TNF alpha is an inflammatory marker but had no effect on body composition, poor performance, hormonal status, or gut permeability. Mm. Limited to large effects on GI structural integrity, endotoxin translocation, and immune modulation. Okay. Without professional athletic training. So they could have been recreationally trained. So we just, they, I don't, I'm not sure how they describe that. So is it somebody like, you know, me, Robbie, and Lucas, that we're not professional athletes, but we're training consistently, or is it people that, you know, train once every three weeks kind of thing or not. Um, we don't have pro cars. Yeah, not yet. I'm coming <laughs> for it. Step on stage in a couple of weeks. I'll be ready. I'll learn my pro card. Uh, let's see if they got anything else good to say. Let's get into the discussion section. Um... We enrolled a healthy population without regulatory training to that inflammation body composition. 
six weeks improved exercise performance, which is consistent with our previous report, where the exercise performance of the TWK group increased by 36.76% compared to placebo. More research is needed to confirm the mechanism and effectiveness of the probiotic supplementation. Interesting. I wonder if we're going to start seeing these thrown into pre-workouts now. So, uh, in the animal model, liver and muscle glycogen increased in the TWK administration group, decreased the muscle uptake of serum glucose, and increased type 1 fibers, resulting in more energy supply from fatty acid oxidation instead of glucose. That's interesting. Huh. Robert, do you ever had like any inquiry from the, you know, from a brand or like uh, maybe a supplier or retailer that wanted to like make a, a product that was based on probiotics? Me, no. I just that that is an area that I have not delved much into, um, just because I I think the best way to kind of go about that is eat a eat a really healthy diet in general. Um, and from my discussions with Dr. Fondero is that some of the, these probiotic supplements you'll see can be effective. Some of them aren't stable at room temperature. They need to be kept cold. And if you're just throwing it into a supplement, that's going to be on the shelf. They're probably dead or they won't survive transit into the, through the stomach and then into the small intestine and all of that stuff. So it really kind of depends. It's strain specific. And then it's also individual specific too. So that's in those kind of instances, I, I, it's not, it's not my strong suit in any way, shape or form. I'm not going to pretend to know a whole lot about it or say, yes, you should be taking this blend of probiotics or not. My, my thing is always go back to get enough sleep, manage your stress. Cause all of those things can screw at your, your GI system as well. Eat a really well balanced diet of, you know, fruits, veggies, whole grains, lean meats, all that good stuff. Get some dairy in there, some, some fermented foods. If you're trying to get probiotics naturally, yeah. your generic probiotic supplement that's on the shelf at your local grocery store. May it have some benefit? I don't know. Who, who's to know whether those cultures are alive or provided that they actually are alive when you ingest it? Who's to say they actually colonize in your system? Because if you don't need them, then you're just going to excrete them, which which is fine. But are you just paying for more expensive poop? Mm, yeah. So, yeah, that is that is definitely a uh, an area I'm not strong in. Um, just because I haven't there's there's enough other stuff occupying my attention, and I I just. I'm not overly interested in delving into the, the gut health area. I know it's got a bunch of other benefits and it cause, because the gut affects the way your skin looks, it affects cognitive function, it affects mood, it affects physical performance, all these other things. It's just the, as massive as the gut microbiome is, we know like one, one billionth of everything that's going on down there. So to think that somebody's come up with this revolutionary probiotic that is universally going to be effective for all people. We're just not there yet. We don't have the research or the evidence to supply that we have in certain populations. One particular strain may be effective. Is that going to be, is there enough studies to show that that one strain is going to be good for everybody across the board? No, we don't, we don't have that data yet. So. We agree. Yeah. Yeah. Lucas being in your Europe area, there are, Lucas, being in your, since you're in Europe, Lucas, are there any function, functional foods, proteins, or overall supplements that you enjoy that aren't really available in America? 
man, there's so much. <laughs> it's it's hard to like say just like one or two products. We work with uh, with few brands. I would like give you like for example, since I uh, shared some of the posts this past weekend, one of the brands from UK, which is like Skinny Foods Ko, they produce like you know syrups, uh, sauces that are like you know uh, zero calories, those kind of things. They mm -hmm. have like a pizza that is like you know. Flat pizzas that you can like build your own pizza, do, do only toppings and those kind of things. Um, yeah. There's like a company, uh, Oating, that makes like delicious cookies, you know, protein bars, which are like completely different as far as like flavor than like, you know, Americans or those kind of things. Got mm -hmm. Seven, which is from uh, Germany, they released recently the sausages. They were they were posted on Shane's uh, Shane's site. You got like two different like two different varieties of sausages. Just like you know, put it them on the grill, and you got like high protein sausages that mm -hmm. are like super low in fat and low in carbs, and like those kinds of things. And you know, people are like demanding them, and uh, the functional foods are like growing so much. You know, in this past. Yeah. You know, in this past year and due to also the COVID, the, uh, the interest of, of stuff like this dramatically increased. We also, like, changed our, like, offer since, since last year due to the fact that, you know, many gyms were, were closed. So the retailers were also closed. They couldn't, like, sell the, their stuff in, in their stores. So everything went online. And what sells online, you know, stuff which is like easy to sell, drinks, uh, protein bars, shakes, those kinds of things. So, yeah. yeah, in like in like a big big glimpse, but there's like a tons of stuff from Russia. There's there there are meats that you can buy in in a jar. So, <laughs> yeah, man, so much so much cool stuff. I'm shipping. I'm shipping more stuff to Robert, so he will be he will be uh, testing some stuff. Yeah, the package is already on the way. So yeah. Damn, son. Yeah, I did. I did. I did, I did good this week because I had some some free time, you know, so I could like go to the store and you know ship bottles and those kinds of things. So yeah, man. Yeah, it's much appreciated, plus, my friend. Plus, I'm really, I'm really happy. I'm really happy you enjoyed uh, the honey. Dude, that stuff is so good. Like we've still been like, we'll a couple times a day. We'll just go and like have a little nip of it here or there. It's it's legitimately really good stuff. You didn't so mind the consistency, right? Mm -hmm. oh, no, like it's got a little like texture to it. I like the texture on it. It's good stuff. Yeah, that's yeah good. I'm definitely down with that. Yeah, I think Shane and Lucas would agree with you on that, Brooke. The U.S. is behind on functional foods. Yeah, I hope that like. This year probably not gonna happen due to like you know the the entire situation with Corona, but hopefully next year we all be able to meet at, at the FIBO. So you you guys will will see. You. We we should we should probably should do like uh you know final scoop you know at the FIBO or something so people will see you know that'd be fun. Going, I uh, love FIBO. Yeah. What's going on, Jojo? Pete, 
I listened to a podcast called Science Versus, and they had one about probiotics, and the end result was if you don't have any gut issues, you're almost better off not using one, basically, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah, that's kind of the, been the mindset I've approached it with because I've heard a few sources say that. Um, but, I mean, I, I, like I said earlier, I'm not an expert on I'm not going to pretend to be um, or come off as, like, some pseudo-intellectual on gut health. Just, you know, if, if your GI system's not jacked up, why throw more stuff into it that may or may not have an effect? All right, we had this is one that Robbie sent us earlier uh, in the week that he got from Heather over at Axe and Sledge. Supplement label red flags and how will the supplement industry adapt to rising prices, supply chain issues? I see many brands increasing prices already, especially for protein. Will we see a rise in price or worse, drop in quality? Robbie? No, I think we've been seeing dropping quality or consistent poor quality across the board for you know for decades. I don't think that anyone can surprise us with that. I mean, it's not something that um, you know we had uh, we have any problem with because if it's bad, you kind of get used to the bad situation. So I think we're going to see a continuation of uh, majority of brands producing shitty products. I mean, that's not going to change. And I still think like, uh, you know, companies like Capone, companies like Morphogen, uh, you know, they're going to consistently produce good products. And uh, because not just because we are so good, but I think because our customers demand nothing but the best from us and uh, there are certain expectations. So I think the trend is going to be is like if you were shit before, you're going to continue being shit still. And you have market for shitty products as well. You know, again, this is probably something that Lucas can attest to because they're in distribution. So obviously a lot of brands that they sell, I mean, it's pure business and not really clinically dosed or any good brands. It's just pure business. But the demand for them is nevertheless there. The demand's always been there for good cars, bad cars, bad supplements, good supplements. So I don't think that's going to change. However, the cost increase across the board is affecting everyone, whether you're a, you know, a big brand or a small brand, or you produce good quality products or shitty quality products. You know, when citrulline is up, even if you're using one gram of citrulline or six grams of citrulline, your price, your cost is still going to be up regardless. So it doesn't really matter. Um, that puts you in a situation where you don't have a choice you are forced to increase prices because it's called inflation. So it's not something like, or, you know, where you go and say, okay, let me increase the price just because I feel like it, or there's a demand and I'm trying to cash on it. You just don't have a choice. I just received a new batch of hooligan and one of them was mojito. Apart from mojito, we actually, I think, got all the flavors back in stock. Uh, and I honestly, didn't, I was a little bit surprised, but then I realized, you know, there is nothing to be surprised about. Once I saw the the bill, I mean, our prices for Hooligan, I think, increased by about $1.50 maybe, maybe slightly more. And it's exactly the same formula as we've been ordering for the past year, but the price went up. Uh, we decided, I think, not to increase the prices yet because we're going to have the new formula. So we kind of like eating the loss, so to speak. But on certain products, we already have increased the prices. 
especially wholesale prices. It's just because it's inevitable, especially when you have something like protein, you you have absolutely no choice. And the cost of isolate, casein, egg protein, everything shut up so much that you just cannot absorb it. You can obviously make some money when you're selling direct, but when you're selling wholesale, it's just impossible to keep the prices as is. I mean, right now in New Jersey, for example, the cost of gas, I, I saw like the average is about 315, I think a gallon. You know, that's like what, up about a dollar since last year or something, maybe mm -hmm. slightly less. I mean, that just tells you, you know, once upon a time, a very smart man told me, pay attention to gas prices. If gas prices are up, everything is up. You know, so I mean, if we, if we had an average of 215 and now we're at 315, and that's quite a hike. And, you know, apparently from what I hear, this might not be it. So I think just across the board, we will see absolutely no choice but increase prices. And it's just inevitable. <laughs> there he is. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, wait, 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 wait. join the party. Literally just woke up. Literally just woke up. Well, we can tell. Yeah, in our group message chat, Shane says, okay, my bad. I stayed up to watch the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, and my alarm was set from the same time last week. Oh, yeah, when you didn't have to wake up. when We, were, we gave you yeah. a, a reprieve last week because Robbie and I were delinquent. Yeah, so I was like, I, w I woke up to the alarm and I was like, oh, man, I missed, the, I missed the podcast. And then I was like, wait a second, but I woke up to an alarm. So something's fucking wrong. <laughs> but... If I didn't watch the Olympics, I might have naturally woken up early anyway, but it's my bad. Well, look and at it from their perspective. You didn't miss it. You were late for it. There is a difference. Very true. There you go. Yeah. You're still here. Yes. Yeah, but uh, honestly, get... go ahead, you, need listen, you need to listen to the earlier thing because there's like a special, special thing for you that Robert yeah. did. And we've been going on for what, an hour and a half or so. So for about 90% of that time, Robert was talking shit about you. So. <laughs> Such an asshole. We heard, uh, I want to get Lucas and Shane's input. What, what are they hearing about this issue? So Heather at Axe and Sledge sent uh, Robbie this question. And Justin and I touched on it a bit on Wednesday. Um, but I want to get uh, you guys input from what are y'all hearing from the international scene? Well, I actually saw there's two parts to this, one of which I'll talk to you guys after the podcast. <laughs> Good to know. Okay. Uh, the other one, uh, um, I actually just saw, I think it was uh, Sarah Boma just posted up on um, her Instagram and she had like a little note saying, it must have been from a manufacturer saying something like, these are the price increases you'll get on two pounds of uh, concentrate, then isolate five pounds. And yeah. yeah, she was saying, look, do we just hold off or, um, and you know wait till prices get better or do we just absorb the cost or we just split it with the customers? And she didn't really like say any answers. She was just showing this is what we've got mm -hmm. um, from uh, customers. And I was trying to remember how much I think it was like um, I'm assuming her the prices she had on a story were like uh, that of um, how much things were going to jump up 
not necessarily how much they were going to cost to... Oh, it's not on there anymore. Ah, oh, well. Um, but yeah, it was interesting that she kind of shared that stuff with with the fan base. I thought that was pretty cool. But I haven't really seen any protein powders increase in my part of the world. Mm -hmm. But, uh, what was it, two months ago, I bought 36 pounds or some shit. Uh, of, 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 of like, uh, isolate concentrate blend. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? If it gets worse, it, well, at least I got enough to last me a while. You'll be good so for a while. That was That's the, that, oh, that was the, that was the thinking. But, um, no, I, I, I haven't seen any like huge, huge leaps, like isolate selling for over 50 yet, but I imagine it's coming. Well, you won't see the you know the huge leap, but it's def the prices are definitely changing. They are changing on a, not right now on a monthly basis. Uh, like uh, if you would ask me a year ago, I would definitely say that yeah, the prices will change, but now they are changing on a, I would say like a, as, a, as, a, as I said on a, on a monthly basis. They are not that big, but you can definitely feel them, uh, especially in a distribution standpoint. Um, the the prices of whey protein are increasing. Basically, every year you can see, you can see the spike. Uh, but right now, with the with the COVID situation, uh, the prices of uh, raw ingredients uh, are increased. You know the. I'm I'm glad that I'm here in Europe because you know we got uh, you know for example we don't have issues with creatine as you guys have in in, in US, mm -hmm. but as far as like you know the the other compounds citrulline you know those kinds of things, yeah you can also feel the the difference you the know crunch. yeah yeah so you need you need to be smart with with stocking but as as Shane did he bought like. <laughs> <laughs> loaded up. Yeah, he loaded oh, yeah. up. That should be he sweet. Up, so it was like, yeah, much. But my other, that other part of that question where it says, "Will we see a drop in quality?" That's what I was going to talk to you about after the podcast. Yeah, let's leave it. Noted. Yeah, let's leave it as as it is. I don't want to like rough any feathers. Yeah. Or... I mean, I it, it just makes sense. So I mean, there, there's three options. You pass along the the cost of the product, you keep your product as is and you pass it along to the customer. So you, you increase the price. So if your pre-workout was $40 before and now you sell it for 45, you keep the formula the same. The other option is you as a company eat it and you suck back on your profits for the short term, hopefully that things will level out to where you're keeping the same thing, but you're just going to lose some of your margin. The third option is you keep the price the same, but then you start watering down the formula. So, I mean, it's gotta be one of those three things. And I'm sure we're going to see a mix of all of those three over the you know next six or twelve months from the industry, depending on what business model or you know what business philosophy the the owners of those brands think will be most effective. You know, I will give you like a quick glimpse, and I don't want to mention the brand's name, mm -hmm. but you know they had like a, a protein deal. We bought the entire stuff that they had. Basically, they were like selling out the the entire protein they had, so yeah. we took the entire warehouse. Uh, and they they made uh, made the uh, special deal for us, so it was like okay, cool, we're gonna take yeah. everything. 
Yeah, and uh, after like uh, half a year, they came up to us and said, okay, guys, we got another warehouse full of protein, so do you want to buy it? And we said, yeah, cool. So do you, will you give us the, the lower price than last time or what's the price? And they said it's, it's like uh, three-fourths uh, of price higher than, than, than we bought last time. Yeah, so we there said... Is, there, is, there, is, there, there is nothing really to really be done. Yeah, I mean, she said... It's, it's, it's one of those things that, that, uh, that I have to have a it's one of those things that uh, inevitable. You know, the only thing you can do is at the end of the day is increase the price just like everybody else. You don't have a choice. You're running a business. You know, if we take into account that the average pre-workout uh, probably cost about 8 to $10 and they were selling it to... Uh, to retailers for 20 bucks and direct to consumer, I don't know, 30 or 40 bucks. Of course, if the price went up by about four or five dollars, they can still make enough, so to speak, profit direct to consumers. But if the business module is mostly selling at wholesale, you know, they have no choice but to increase costs just like everybody else. I mean, everything is going up, it's not just the supplement industry. I mean, it's across the board. You know, meat is up, service is up, everything is up, gym membership is up. I mean, it's it, like I said, it's not supplement necessarily industry related. It's inflation related. So yeah. everything across the board is increasing in price. Brands have absolutely no choice but to increase prices too. That's it. Yeah, I work in this business for so many years, and honestly. I think that you know my responsibility is also just to like provide information to clients and say, look, guys, the prices last year were like this. Now they are like this. You need yeah. to accept them or just like run with this shit. You know. Right. Hmm. Shane, you look rested. <laughs> From work. I, I I can see right through the sarcasm. I appreciate it. I like it. It's good. Pete, you know Shane ate vegetables. He wouldn't sleep late. Fuck off. <laughs> ate fucking vegetables. Would have been, we have to go down this road again. We, we, we're going to every week. Every week. Jojo, any thoughts on why prepackaged meals, protein shakes, and protein bars are usually not correct on the calories? For example, Alani New Shake, 20 protein, 10 carb, three and a half fat, claims it's 140 calories, but it's more along the lines of 151.5 calories. Um, basically, the food labeling stuff, the uh, the nutrition facts, yeah. supplement facts, they, they allow a certain percentage of wiggle room on there. And so that's basically any packaged food. You try to add up the exact macros, the, the calories are never going to be one to one. That's why you, you either track total calories or you track macros. And so... You just stick to it that way, isn't it? Isn't it like the uh, the the like on the carbs? Like they don't necessarily like uh, if it's like twenty one point seven, they don't put twenty one point seven. Sometimes they'll just put twenty two or whatever. Round it up. But yeah. but when they calculate the calories, the calories are indeed based on the twenty one point seven or something. And then I've also noticed that um, isn't there that uh, the I'm trying to remember the sweetener, and it doesn't necessarily count calorie for calorie. It counts in a different way. But the sugar alcohols. 
Yeah. About? Yeah. They counted differently, and then not every brand of that is always puts that kind of thing on there. So, well, yeah, the fiber I, I, is I like know. Yeah. or something. Yeah, then in the UK you get fibers, not because in the US carbs are counted with uh, sugar and fiber count towards carbs in the UK. Right. Yeah, fiber is listed separately. It's not considered. It doesn't count towards the carbs. So you'll have carbs at ten. Five of that sugar, then you'll have fiber might be ten, and that's separate. Mm-hmm. And the yeah, whereas in the U.S., the fiber combines with the sugar, and then with the to make the carbs. But I know what he's talking about. Um, and yeah, I just 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 shoot, <laughs> just go, go count the protein and just crush your fingers. Rice, yeah, be, be consistent. Whichever way you go with Jojo, just be consistent in the way you, that you yeah. drag it. Like, don't go one day just counting calories, and the next day you switch to macros. Figure out like one way. Same thing with do you do you measure your chicken raw or cooked? It, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter so long as you're consistent with however you're doing it that way. Because all of these mm-hmm. things are just approximations anyway. Like the the calorie calculators you find online, it's going to give you an approximation to where you're going to need to dial in your own actual calorie needs because it's going to vary pretty. It could vary substantially from one day to the next depending on your the training session you have how much neat you've got going on, like how much fidgeting are you doing a day, how much like non-exercise activities are you doing, like you doing extra cleaning around the house and all of that stuff. Um, so whichever way you are going to do it, just try to be consistent across the board. So if you're going to cook up a batch of ground meat or chicken and you want to always track it the, um, the raw version, then always go it that way. Or if you have cooked, go with cooked and just, you know, stick in the ballpark, but just try to be consistent in the manner which with you, which you track your stuff. sarcasm never never we don't understand sarcasm we don't approve of it on this show in the least bit we shame people at sarcasm there's a fucking whole bunch of sarcasm <laughs> alex peterson this is a question for robbie if robbie can wake up there we go does shogun pose a nut allergy risk with the juglins that is in it uh well i haven't heard anything like it but you know due to the requirements you know uh, obviously there is a possibility and that's the reason why typically uh there is an allergens warning but um again i haven't heard anything like that but to rule it out completely i wouldn't i mean so it's usually i think with with nut allergies um I don't think it's the tree. Like it's the actual, and so we're not actually getting walnuts. Like no, the, the extract no. in there is not walnut extract. So, it is walnut bark extract. So it's the bark of the tree. Yeah. Not so the actual nut itself. Exactly. You're hundred percent right. Typically some manufacturers will still like, you know, post like a little warning as a disclaimer, but uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's not an actual nut tree. So there is no actually direct, reaction so even if you're allergic to nuts chances of of you you know getting an allergic reactions are probably slim to none yeah but always keep an EpiPen or a, uh, your local emergency care on speed dial and then find out from there that's one thing i've always wanted to do so my sister is severely allergic to cashews um and most other kind of nuts she can handle peanuts which isn't technically a nut it's a legume but anyway um so she is horrifically deathly ill to cashews and a few other nuts. I've always wanted to 
sprinkle like cashew dust like on her pillow or something. This is when we were kids in high school. I've always wanted to like sprinkle that with her because she had one of those EpiPens. And so I wanted her to start having one of those anaphylactic shocks and I could run in and like jab the thing right into her leg and make her go <gasps> and she'd be okay just because I want to see how it's like to, to jab the EpiPen into somebody's leg. I understand that's dark, but uh, that's something I've always wanted to do. One of these days, I'm going to send her that for Christmas or something. Did you did you like torture animals when you were a child? And... <laughs> no. <laughs> I just always thought, because did you did you see Pulp Fiction when she ODs on the heroin and then they have to do the, uh, the they plunge her and they jab the adrenaline into her heart? Have you seen yeah, that? I movie? mean, it happens in a lot of movies, but yeah. I don't know. Still feel, feel, feel like it's kind of dark. You're right. It's Even morbid. for me. It, it, it's but, morbid. Yeah. <laughs> Creamy. I left and came back and Shane has awoken. Welcome, Shane. Yeah. Yeah. The sex appeal of the show just went up 10% when you joining. More like 15. It's 15. 15%. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Don't let Robert have a knife in his hand around you after hearing that dark story. No, I'm safe with a knife. I'm, I'm duly skilled with a knife. I just, I'm not going to go stab yeah, somebody. You, I mean, Unless you're uh, having an allergic don't, reaction. Don't, don't say like, oh, I'm not going to stab someone. It's, <laughs> the two are very closely related. Like it's not no, like I would just stab you with an EpiPen, not an actual. Yeah, but you still want to stab someone. I just want to, to save her life. Is... Do it to save her life. After I put it in danger by giving her cashews. Yeah, that's the <laughs> twisted part. <laughs> well, she's on the dark side now. She works in the pharmaceutical industry. She's a pharmacist, so we're at odds on a lot of things these days. Oh, uh, so know? she's in, she, she's playing with the real supplements. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's got the good stuff. Brooke, listen, the only thing that gets Robbie riled up are PP and things inaccurately labeled as hardcore. <laughs> and there we go. No arguments. <laughs> oh, here's a good one. I've heard this on Foo Ads podcast before. Creamy, would you rather have no arms or no legs for the rest of your life? Mm. I'm going to let Lucas lead off with this one. No legs. Fuck. You serious? No <laughs> legs. What if you had one arm and one leg and then no, you were missing one arm and one leg? That's not the question, Robert. It says no arms and no legs. It doesn't say, God damn it, why you gotta be a dick and just go, what about 50 50? There's two answers there, man. It's A or B. I think I would rather. I, I, I need my arms. I mean, yeah, I, I, like of, of all the days of training during the week, legs is without question my pref my favorite day. But I'm thinking like practically day to day living, you're gonna need. Good I'm jobs. not gonna try to feed myself yeah. with my feet or type and on my computer with my feet. You yeah, see I some don't... monkeys? Monkeys can 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 walk with their arms. It's not a big deal. I, I remember <laughs> I remember one dude that was like without a legs, and he was like doing CrossFit or something. He was like jacked as held his arms were like mind-blowing yeah but yeah i think that as harsh as it sounds i would i would go with like no legs too yeah yeah, yeah. It, that just seems from like a thing being able to cook fix stuff you know wash your hair shower things all like just Inter basic interesting interesting question if you have no legs right 
does that give your ability, your body, the ability to grow your upper body more? Because it's not going to be trying. <laughs> I'm not. I think still so. Well, yeah, because your recovery is going to be a lot better. Because no, because because it would be different to if you didn't train your legs. Because your legs are still there, you'll still be walking. Your body will still be kind of trying to recover them. Yeah. On this occasion, your body's like, it's got nowhere to go. It's not, not got, don't have to do the legs. Yeah. So theoretically, would it still not have the same amount of power to recover the same amount of muscles, and it would just be able to put all of that into your upper body? I mean, there's there's a natural limit to how much mass you could put on. I think you would experience quicker gains, and you could probably build a little bit more just because you're not going to have as much taxing on your systemic recovery ability since you don't have to worry about lower body. Because I mean, not even it's not that you don't have to worry about it. Your body subconsciously would be like, "Where did it go? What do I recover now? Let's just put it in the biceps for once." That'd yeah, be nice. you could have you could definitely ramp up your training volume. You could handle. Like three bicep days a week instead of like two or one. Interesting. You could, you could seriously ramp up volume if you don't have to worry about an entire half of your body training it. Would that be different if you were born without legs? I don't know. Because your your body's much. natural recovery ability would probably adjust, would it not? It would it would be different because it would never have needed to recover your entire body. Right. Super questions. Yeah. I mean. This is an interesting question. question. If anyone, if any of us ever lose our legs, then let does anybody me know. know an endocrinologist we can speak with about hormones and uh, missing appendages? <clears throat> no, we want the bro style. If someone loses a leg, let me know if your arms get bigger. It's just <laughs> there you go. I know that like that Holland was sponsoring this this black guy that didn't have uh, legs. Both legs. He didn't mm -hmm. have any, any legs, so he had like this, uh, you know, bionics, this cyborg legs. Mm -hmm. but, uh, but I don't remember. I don't. I recall his name, but I need to check. But I don't know if, if he's still sponsored by Olymp. But yeah, this guy was. Oh yes, I know who you're talking about. You know what? Yeah. 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 yeah but he was a bodybuilder, was he not? Yeah, bro. He was like fucking jacked. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was very jacked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, most bodybuilders are very jacked anyway. But that, that, that's, uh, that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. You know, maybe. Interesting. Maybe there's maybe there's something in your theory, you know. Maybe no. The only thing Shane gets riled up about existential questions and vegetables. Don't forget I carbs. Vegetables. Not carbs. I don't care about vegetables. Just just uh rice, just rice. I don't really. I mean, it's not really rice. I just don't eat carbs at all anyway. Yeah. Well, there you go. Back on back on the train. Do I want to be famous? Yes. I want to buy oh. followers from your overpriced service? No. <laughs> don't want to buy followers, but you really got me with that initial question. I do want to be famous. Um, <laughs> do you have to buy the followers? Yeah. People still still do this shit. What are primes? Seriously? Something on Twitch. I have no idea. Yeah, but buy primes. Honestly, what's the what's the point of like? I don't know. I mean, you, you do <laughs> you it so what? you can have twenty thousand subscribers on YouTube and I know, only average fifty views per video. You would have like thousand. You would have like thousand brooks, and every brook will I know, pay five dollars. I, I know. I know what Robert is talking about. <laughs> then you could charge fifteen hundred dollars for a blog post and a supplement review. 
Oh, come on. Also, man. if your legs were gone, where would you feel pains? You wouldn't. This is why there's so many benefits to the legs. Like not having legs. I mean, obviously, I'm not saying that, you know, if I had no choice, I would rather not lose any limbs and legs are a great thing. But of the two, arms just seem like, I mean, way more usable. Yeah, I just, yeah. Sandy would probably be happy too because she hates my toes and she if she never had to see my toes again, that would probably be a good thing. Yeah, but would she the... rather see nothing? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of weird. Like, even if you have ugly toes, and she's like, oh, toes, it's like, oh, it's kind of weird. They're just being like nothing. nothing. Yeah. I don't know. Is anybody else's second toe longer than their big toe? Oh, you're one of those dudes. Kind of. <laughs> I have finger toes. <laughs> like, imagine, like, the, the length of my normal fingers. That's kind of like the length of my toes. That's why I'm going. That's why I said Sandy doesn't want to ever see my toes. It's cause it's, like, my, yeah. My second toe is longer than my big toe, and then my third toe is about the same length as my uh, big toe. So it's weird. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's weird. She's yeah. not wrong. <laughs> Sheets once again. She strikes. She's not wrong. <laughs> It's called the big toe because it's bigger than the rest. If there's well, one that's bigger. it's wider. She's not longer. So, I mean, it's bigger than it's, it's the biggest. <laughs> it's, the big, it's meant to be longer and wider. It's, 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 it's stairs. It goes up. That's the deal, right? Shoes shoes don't go like... Yeah. No, they've fucking got a curve on them, don't they? But can you, can you pick up stuff with your toes? Like, are you dexterous enough with your toes to be able to pick up something? Oh, yeah. No, that's why people have fucking hands. <laughs> Someone gives you a credit card back and you're like, oh, hold on, I'll just get my toes. Bro, no, I got to get like, you know, grabbing something with my toes, no problem at all. Yeah. Or you drop something on the ground, you just use your toes okay. to pick it up and put it in your hand then so you don't oh, fall down. What's the, what's the point? Saves you Zero point. On what occasion are you going to be proud just being like, don't worry, my toes will get it. <laughs> How lazy do you have to be? Look, it's not that far to the fucking ground. That's that's weird. Probably a probably a long toe thing, but I don't know. Actually, it, it's it's probably not because my arms are like monkey arms, so it's, they they hang down low anyway. So you know, it's actually watch me do my thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, bro, scales. Yeah, I'm gonna unscrew a supplement bottle with my toes next time on the podcast. We'll just do that. <laughs> no one, no one wants to see this. I definitely do not want to see this. I would rather eat vegetables than see this. Speaking of which, so Sandy and like they have this little relay race thing at, at, at her school that they're doing, like trying to figure out different events. So they looked up something, and there is an actual – it's eaten an entire head of iceberg lettuce in five minutes. I'm thinking we should try that for the podcast. No. You just get a head of iceberg lettuce and see if we can eat it in five minutes. What the fuck's wrong with you? This is like the biggest waste of time. Oh, how many calories did you throw down? Five? This it's a volume lettuce. thing. It's a volume and speed thing. Right? This isn't a calorie thing. Yeah, I know. What's the point? I'm just going to feel gross and I have nothing in me. <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> I don't know. There's zero point. What's the point of the Eddie Food Challenge? Nothing. Because it's delicious. Lettuce is not a delicious challenge. <laughs> lettuce is fucking stupid. I mean, I have a lettuce leaf. I'll have a lettuce On rag. your Big Mac, you have that one leaf? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's all you need. Vegetables in a Big Mac? What's wrong with that? <laughs> Brooke, new pep? Question mark. 
questions on people saying a product shouldn't be used because of it. I look new innovations. Hmm. I like new pet. I think it's a came great in, That thing came and went though, didn't it? And then it's come back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a synthetic racetam. I really like it. Um, because there are a few that big brands that used it back in the day, and then yeah, it's gray area now. I'm assuming it was the FDA that said something, and then they just all jumped off it. Was yeah. ProSubs ProSubs was using it at one point, was it not? Mm-hmm. I think so. I, I think it's it's still. Well, they have picotropin. Yeah, it's 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 still uh, it's still used quite a bit. I think picotropin. Yeah, that's uh, that's dropped. Uh, USP labs for using it. Yeah. Back in uh, the day. Condemned has it in their pre-workout. They've got like 30 or 50 milligrams of it in there. Yeah. We have it in double impact. We've got it in overtime. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, but it's not. It's, it's technically it's, it's not, not a dietary one. supplement, but... It's not one of those ones that the big brands use anymore, though. No. Like, you won't no. see muscle so tech. Uh-uh. I, th- I think I thought EVL used it as well at one point. Well, well um, here is here's an interesting Performax thing. Performax so, uses it in their nootropic. Yeah. I, I, I talked to a manufacturer who is, uh, you know, um, again, the, the certified with GMP and SF and stuff like that. Actually, you know, all, all the manufacturers I deal with, they actually certified with that and they compliant. But two out of four that I'm dealing with, they will not use any of those ingredients. The other two actually have absolutely no problem using it. You know, stating, and I talked to them about it, stating the fact that it's not banned. It's on a warning list. You know, yeah. warning and banned are completely different things. You can't compare new PEP to DMA. DMA is actually banned. However, here's an interesting thing is that um, I was talking to somebody, also a manufacturer, last week. So he said, you know, most of those ingredients are coming from China. So to get things like new PEP, hordenine, uh, is not really a problem. Hygienamine is a bit of a problem because it's mm-hmm. like kind of like a 50-50 situation, but it's also not banned. The two ingredients that are right now almost impossible, in fact, Chinese don't even want to send to the United States, isoprostenephrine and uh, theophylline. So those, mm-hmm. uh, those are, even though technically, I mean, theophylline I understand because it's a prescription med, but uh, isoprostenephrine is not technically banned. Again, it's on a warning list. It's just getting closer to the situation right. where it's going to get banned. Yeah. This is what I'm getting at. I think that it isn't right that reviewers are saying not to use products because it isn't approved. Well, we know which reviewers oh, yeah, they refer to. But the thing is, is that... Um, there's no yeah. approval process, is there? Exactly. There is, there is no such thing as approval process. And uh, then when, when you have, uh, you know, certain bigger companies, you know, um, not using it, like Shane said, you know, they're not using it in their products and stuff like that. We all know that Nupept is very popular uh, and it's, it's powerful and it definitely works. But, you know, when a bigger company doesn't want to use it, but he's paying you for content, Obviously, they want to emphasize the fact that your competition, when they are using it, they have unfair advantage, which they really don't because unfair advantage would be using a product that is actually banned. But this is not banned. It's easily accessible to everybody. But for whatever reason, you choose not to use it, whether it's because of cost. Nupept is not cheap. 
or because you know you're afraid of possible legal repercussions which you also won't have because again it's not a banned substance so you know whenever uh, a review channel or somebody like that says something like that i would take it with a grain of salt because on one hand like if we're taking specifically price plow then yeah we've heard that they would say you know new pept and whatnot not good because they're not allowed or not approved on the other hand you have a channel like review brothers or fitness deal news and they review products that are you know containing things like dma and whatnot a, a review channel cannot make a statement of what's legal and what's illegal because that's not that's not what you do that's not your entity if you walk into any supplement store today in the united states nine out of ten you will find dma products nine out of ten so they actually are on a shelf so yeah it would be helpful if you review them why because even if it's just to warn a consumer that you know do not use this product this product is not good or this product is dangerous that's what the reviewer should be doing and not actually act as a you know as attorney for fda because that's just ridiculous yeah and also what is the track record of the company that is using the new pept in their product i mean if it's somebody like yeah. a pollen performax like i've got trust in both of these companies i'm going to use that if if core nutritionals decided to put it in their products they've got a proven track record i'm going to feel safe using that product with if it's got new pept in there i mean it's You've got to consider the source, then the, the manufacturing practices of that company, then the contractor manufacturer that they're using for that. So, because you could do a, have a product that says it has new pepped in it, it, it may not if they're going with a really shitty manufacturer. I mean, you know, Robbie and there's countless other stories about people that were using contract manufacturer and you find out you go get a third party test and you're getting screwed over and they're trying to put in like some generic or cheaper form of the ingredient. So, um, always be curious about where. The, that product, which product the new pept is included in, or what company's producing that? Did you guys saw recent releases as far as like pre workouts mm -hmm. and uh, the ingredients they were used? Who? Osterine, MK677, Rad140, those kind of things. Pre workout? Yeah, and people don't give a shit. The fuck? Yeah. So, hmm. check the labels, guys. Check the labels. Yeah. Oh, well, Sandy and I had a question on uh, Thursday, our Thursday Q&A, that said, what are your opinions on SARMs and pre-workouts? And I thought, no, just no. If, if you got a company that's putting your SARM in a pre-workout, avoid that company like the plague, please. If just you guys have some time, just watch. Uh, I believe it was posted like two or three days ago at uh, More Plates, More Dates, Derek's, Derek's channel. Mm -hmm. Posted about uh, the pre-workouts. He, he, he posted about three, I believe. Mm -hmm. One was like Patriots, with like Osterine or something. The other one was, was with other SARMs. It was like... Good grief. So, thanks for the stream. You're welcome, Brooke. Thank you for tuning in always. Has anyone messed around with Fenibit for a pre-workout? Hmm. Um, I mean, I could, I could be wrong, but I thought that was for sleep. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a synthetic GABA analog, a synthetic form of GABA. 
I don't like I don't like theanine in pre-workouts. I'm not gonna put Xylaria in a pre-workout. I'm not gonna put any other kind of like GABA agonist or GABA GABA promoting ingredient in a pre-workout. I've seen it once or twice, like a very low dose, like fifty to hundred milligrams of it. And obviously it's in there to kind of take the edge off of the pre-workout, which in my mind I'm thinking, well just tweak your stimulant profile to where you don't need to put in a calming agent into it. Be a little bit smarter with the way you're crafting your stim blend. You know what? You I, I I couldn't agree more with you because the thing is, and I, and I told you this. I had I had a conversation with somebody this week regarding me not liking or talking shit about theanine, and I said, you know what? I don't really talk shit about theanine. It's a personal preference that, to me personally, it doesn't make no sense. Like you said, why uh, a calming ingredient, a sleep ingredient, so to speak would end up in something that's supposed to do the opposite and wake me the fuck up and give me a kick in the ass yeah. and push me for a workout. And uh, I've been thinking about it for the past couple of days, and it's exactly what you just said. So when you're preparing a dish, right, um, and you're putting some sort of spices in your dish, some of us are like, like you know, mild spicing, and, and some of us actually like very, very spicy food. Yeah. How do you control it? You control it by putting the amount of spices. Less spice is going to be less spicy. More spice is going to be more spicy, clearly. But you're not going to do and spice the shit out of your food and then put some kind of a different ingredient to make it taste less spicy. That just makes no sense. At least to me, it makes no sense. You know, if you putting 200 milligrams of caffeine in your pre-workout, then that's a very, you know, moderate um, average dose, which is fine. Yeah. I don't see a reason why you would put 500. I mean, clearly, if you put 500, you want a stronger effect. You want something that is a lot stronger for a different market. Yeah. But now you're adding theanine to it to make it feel milder. I mean, just put less caffeine. I mean, problem solved. But yeah. again, that's like what makes sense to me. If somebody wants to put theanine in it, that's fine. And, you know, the same with Fenibert. I just don't see a reason for it. You know, and I've seen I've seen a pre-workout that had like uh, a, a good amount of GABA in it, and the pre-workout looked like a kick-ass pre-workout, and I couldn't get my head around it. Like, why do we see GABA in it? Like, I I honestly can't justify it for whatever reason. Yeah, it's just it's to take the edge off, and plus, it's Fenibit's got some anti-anxiety uh, benefits as well. So if you if you have your himbean in there, maybe, or you just somebody that gets anxious off high doses of caffeine, then it would help smooth that out for those individuals. But then that goes back to me. If you're somebody that already gets anxious off of pre-workouts or just regular caffeine in general, why are you going to take something that requires fenibit to be put in it in the first place? You shouldn't even be using something that high stem. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I know there's there's decent research on caffeine and the combination of caffeine and theanine and yeah. enhanced measures of cognitive function. And, and that's fine. I'm not disputing that. There, there's yeah. definitely a good body of evidence on it. Just for me personally, in the way I like to formulate pre-workers or just the way I like pre-workers to kick, I don't want the theanine in there. In a in a nootropic setting or something like that, yeah, sure, put it in there. Like I like Cognosearch from Jack Factory. I like Orange Brainwash, um, Nootropamax from Performax. All of those have theanine in it, and they're, they're very, very well-made and very effective for me, nootropics. Um, but in a pre-workout setting, I don't want theanine in there. It's it's just a two different kind of cognitive, cognitive states I want to be in. So, creamy Shane. I read a whole Reddit forum about how you spent over two hundred dollars in shipping for energy drinks. This is just not going to go away. 
You're famous now, Shane. You, we we got a, a whole Reddit Jesus. forum about this. <laughs> no way is that real. No one. Hey, we don't know. It could be. It's, it could it's be. It, creamy is full of shit, but <laughs> I'll be I'll be very surprised. I'll be more happy that it is on Reddit than, than if it isn't. But no, that's uh, if he, if the question is, is it true? Fuck yeah, it's true. Just like Probably, the, there was other just stuff like in there. It wasn't just the thing. energy drinks. So. Like the Plus, it's a oh, it's, it's it's the energy drinks that fucking rocket it up. Yeah. And it was close to three hundred or four hundred dollars. Well, New Zealand, so it's yeah, two hundred. Probably when you started like sending stuff yeah. from our warehouse to like Lucas will know. Is fucking so the energy drinks, the big the cans, <laughs> it's just yeah. ridiculous. It's because. The weight doesn't matter too much. It's like if you send a, if you send a giant block of polystyrene, it's fucking be expensive because of the size. But the energy drinks bridge that fucking gap by just being bloody heavy. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But you got to do what you got to do. I had to try Zola. I had to, and that was that was a worthwhile investment. I needed <laughs> to know, otherwise I would have been sitting there for the whole year wondering what it tasted like. And not have known. Now I know. Yeah. $400 uh, worth of knowledge. Yep. Uh, last call for questions for everybody that's still tuning in on the live stream. Thank you guys for hanging with us for the, the two plus hours that y'all have been with us. Uh, yeah, any, it's been great. It has. Yeah, Shane, we appreciate you being on early for this week. You know, it, it meant the world to us. It did, I, I thought so. It. Yeah. <laughs> that just shows how dedicated Shane is to his content. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Did you catch last week's final scoop episode chain with with Aaron at Performax? He actually leaked out a whole bunch of uh, details about the uh, something big coming up. He released all the formulas and everything. Yeah, I'm sure he did. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably just like, you know, I'm gonna need Shane's help on this because because yeah. he's, yeah. he's got a lot. From what I know, he's, he's got a lot coming. So. He does. He certainly does. Fernando Ravanov. Raranov. There we go. Do you ever think two companies will ever collaborate? That's well, already happened. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of times. What Inspired was the most recent and, one? Um, Black Market. Yeah. Um, was, there, was that, there was that little spree where Black Market kind of teamed up with a whole bunch of brands. Mm -hmm. um, but Inspired was the biggest one. Um didn't really see any more after that, but I know that they said it worked well at the time because basically Black Market fans kind of came into Inspired and Inspired fans came into Black Market and, yeah. I mean, it's obviously not common. No. That's cool. I like the kind of interactions. Yeah, but I mean, from the brand side, though, it's... Does it benefit it. you that much? Yeah, man, of course. But, you know, from the consumer standpoint, it's always fun. We, we we should get we should get muscle tick and optimum together for for nitro nitro gold standard <laughs> nitro standard plant based <laughs> yeah all right my that friends would be, uh, that'd be awesome outstanding well there we go it's good to have all all four of us back together on a Saturday at our normal time after a couple of weeks of uh, turmoil I'm glad we all survived and we are are back on the other side of this thing ready to rock and roll. I changed my alarm, so every Sunday will go off at the right time now. There we go. That was the down, that was the fall. 
it's all right, man. It's all right. We all have our we all have our hiccups. I was I was puking my brains out last weekend. You slept through your alarm this week, or slept too late to your alarm this week. It it happens. So, all right, for the listeners tuning in, thank you all for joining us. If you got any comments, questions, queries, quips for a future episode, post them in the comments below, or shoot me an email, the supplement engineer at gmail.com. Thank you, my friends, and uh, we'll catch you next time on the final scoop. See ya.